Hi, you're currently listening to a message from the Camp Series of Christ for Youth International. CYI is a purpose-driven, non-denominational, and community-based youth ministry aimed at creating room for the youth to serve. Stay tuned for the upcoming message from Camp. And don't forget to grab your notebook and pen as you listen. Now, since we have looked at sheep, let's look at the shepherd. A shepherd is an overseer. Now, in the Bible, you come across three usage of that word, three usage of that word. Either a pastor, an elder, or an overseer. A pastor, an elder, or an overseer. Hey. So a shepherd, in other words, is what? It's a pastor, an elder, an overseer. Hey, are you in the house? Aha. Uh-huh. Now, why, why does God refer to his people as overseers? Because once you have sheep, you must have people to oversee them. Does it make sense? Yeah, it's a very simple management system. Once you have sheep, some must be trained and come to the place where they can oversee. In other words, they must have oversight. To have oversight means that you must be able to see. Nobody has oversight of what they can see. Hey. And then it means to have responsibility. So you must have responsibility over what you see. So God calls you and puts you as one that he gives you sheep to have oversight over them. Hey. Is it simple? Yeah, it's very simple. The scripture I quoted, Matthew 9, 36 to 37. Says what? But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with what? Compassion for them. Because they were what? Weary and scattered like sheep. Having no overseers. Like sheep having what? No overseers. Ones that sees them and have due responsibility over. <laughs> and this is the heart of Jesus. And Bible makes us understand that after this, Jesus says, pray the Lord of harvest, right? He says, pray that the Lord of harvest will give us what? Um, laborers, shepherds. Now, there's something that um, the Korean preacher, David Young Cho, yeah, he said something. He said, The Lord of the harvest is the Holy Spirit. I never looked at it that way. He said that he believes the Lord of the harvest is the Holy Spirit. 
Because when you look at Acts, are you know, you remember Acts? When they were gathered, Bible said the Holy Spirit spoke. And it says what? Separate Paul and Silas. For the work I am giving them. So, in other words, what I'm trying to drive at is that the Holy Spirit is the one that gives overseers over his people. The work of having oversight is the work that the Holy Ghost calls us into. Are you, are, you, are, you, are you following? It's the Holy Ghost that calls us into that way to have oversight over the sheep. And we must not joke or play casually with that task. Because the Holy Spirit is intense. If there's one word you have to, you can use to describe the Holy Ghost, that is intense. That's why there's another word, a uh, uh, description of the Holy Ghost to use is fire. It's intense. And when the Holy Ghost calls you to have oversight, he knows what he's talking about. Am I making some sense, somebody? Uh-huh. Right. So tell him, let's move on. Let's move on. Bible says, it's the Lord that put the solitude in, uh, in, in families, right? Uh-huh. It means that God has called us not to individual lives, but to family and community living. Hey, are you in the house? Family and what? Community living. No sheep ever survives on its own. No sheep ever survives on its own. Every sheep must be part of the herd. It must be part of the herd for its survival. Because once you are alone, you are easy prey. Yeah. Now let's also remember that the shepherdura call, first and foremost, is a ministry that Jesus first walks in. Because Jesus is a shepherd. Hallelujah. The Bible says in the psalm, the Lord is what? I can't hear. The Lord is what? Somebody shout, the Lord is what? My shepherd. Somebody shout, the Lord is what? My shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. Look at him and say, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord, the Lord, the Lord. Shake the hand and say, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. And by the minute you mention, the Lord is my shepherd, what's the next thing? I shall not want... It means that when you have a sheep without shepherd, there is a want. There is a want. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. In scripture, Jesus is known as the chief shepherd. It means that he is a shepherd of shepherds. 1 Peter 5, 4. He is the shepherd of all shepherds. And when the chief shepherd appears, when who? The chief shepherd appears. They're calling you to shepherd. You are doing too known. Jesus is a shepherd. Meanwhile, you want to be with Jesus when he shows up. What are you going to talk about? 
It's that when doctors gather and they are mentioning some strange drugs and things, and then you are missing. Amazing doctors are talking clothes, something, something, all those strange names. Whether hey, doctors, oh, I don't know that they they gather them to brainwash them. He said, chloroform, the chloroform. I mean, what kind of simple tablets? The name has to be long from here to here, <laughs> so that you fear them and give them the money they ask for. <laughs> But can you imagine shepherds have gathered, chief shepherd shows up. What do you think he's going to talk to you about? Yes. I, I long for your appearance, I long for your appearance, I long for you to talk about what? <laughs> when the chief shepherd appears, now, it's interesting that he puts, you see, he's trying to put your mind upon something. That as Jesus is coming, his mind is upon the sheep. That's what he's trying to tell you. As he's coming, his mind is upon the sheep. When the chief shepherd appears, you receive the crown of glory that does not fade away. Well, once you have done your job. If we are truly followers of Jesus, we must pay attention to our call as shepherds. A shepherd is a pastor, a leader, and a guide. Once you have been given responsibility over a group of people, you are a shepherd over them. You are a pastor over them. You are a leader over them. You are an overseer over them. Do you get it? So let me ask this. How many... Outreach heads are here. Please lift up your hand. You are an outreach head. Outreach heads, please lift up your, your, your hands high. Be bold, be bold, be bold, be bold. Okay. If you are here, so with the hands up, you are here, you are a director, a leader of a team of people. Lift up your hand. You are a branch president, you are this thing over. Lift up your hand. So these are the gatherings of pastors. (laughs) (laughs) These are the gathering of shepherds and our chief shepherd is coming. Our chief shepherd is what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so what? You have to recognize that shepherding is a high calling. It's a high calling. In other words, it's honorable calling. Because Jesus... Bible says that God has exalted Jesus above all. There's no name, there's no one who has been honored by God in all creation aside Jesus. 
and he's the shepherd. You get it? Aha. Uh-huh. So when you are called to do the work that Jesus is doing, you have been called to a higher thing. It's a high calling. If you look at the universe, it's a higher calling. It's a higher calling. Hallelujah. It's a high calling above the secular jobs and things. Hey, did you see the Bible ever writing that tent making is a high calling? Tent making in the scriptures is referring to secular work. Even though, yes, in other description, I have it, another way I look at it. That every, 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 every call God has given to us is to express his glory. And that every call in itself is sacred. Every work is sacred. But the Bible specifies, you have to understand, that when you are called to shepherding, and I think it's because your work directly affects or has a direct link on people's eternal salvation. Yeah. Because an architect's job here is just to keep people safe and not die. Yeah. And for them to walk about with pride. Have you seen my house? Have you seen my house? But your job as a shepherd is somebody's eternal salvation is very, very important. Their eternal reward, God's glory, all is linked to your job as a shepherd. So when we fail at that, we are failing at something that is very significant. Choir director. Your calling is a high call. It's a shepherdural rule. Says to head. Um, how do you call it? Uh, A to J. A to J head. It's a higher calling. It's a shepherdural rule. Oh, see them dance. Oh, see them. Oh. First Peter one. Let's start from First Peter five from one to four. Let's read the entire. Let's read the one. One to go. The elders who are what? Where are the elders? Where are the elders? Elders, lift up your hand. Well, now your hands are down. Elders, lift up your hand. The elders among you, I what? I exhort. What does it say? Aha. So when you get to every, you want to talk to Peter. Peter will say, Oh, you are an elder. Let's talk. Elders rule with the elders. Shepherds rule with shepherds. And those that decide not to do anything and just be sheep, they too, they can also go. <laughs> Let's read the I who was. I'm a fellow elder and what? A witness of what? The sufferings of Christ, and also what a partaker. No, 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 no. A witness of the sufferings of Christ. Now, here in context, Peter could be referencing. I do call it witnessing Jesus going through. Right, or in other words, having gone through the things that makes a man suffer for Christ. Witness. A witness is one that saw it. And also, sometimes also, you also go through it. Am I making some sense? Now, I'm, I'm just saying here that, you see, 
One of the things you notice about Bible writers is that they like to write things down, what they have been through. It's like chronicling everything. It's like everybody has a story to tell. Now, I'm saying that the fellow elder among you is talking to you about sufferings. You elder, you don't want to suffer. <laughs> you see, when you when you meet Peter, your you your story will be short. Peter's story will be long. <laughs> Peter will have much to say. <laughs> you see, there will you're this itching chunk like that. You have to listen to Peter tell when they went there, when they went to, when they had to say, when they had to pray for the sheep, when they had to do this, what they went through for the sheep. Ask your neighbor, you what have you been through for your sheep? Shake the one and say, what are you been through? What are you going through for your sheep? You called, you called one time you didn't pick up. That is the suffering you are going through. <laughs> it says, I'm a witness of the sufferings of Christ. When I call them, they are not picking up. <laughs> I'm sure Peter will stop being there. Wait, wait, well, wait, again, again. <laughs> <laughs> is that, no, is that, no, I don't think we are using the same words. <laughs> are you in the house? Yeah. Witnesses of the sufferings of Christ and also what? A partaker of the glory that will be revealed. Why? This is where I have my foundation. And I believe that he's talking about going through suffering because he knows according to the Bible that the Bible, Jesus said, if you will suffer with me, you will also be glorified. That glorification is reserved for those that will suffer with Christ. Suffering doing what? Peter himself wrote and said that do not suffer for being a wrongdoer. That one there is your due reward. Isn't it in the Bible? He said it. Don't suffer for going to steal from somebody, for going to gossip about somebody. That's that one. Don't call it suffering. Don't call it a right punishment. A reward. Are you in the house? But it talks about a partaker of a coming glory because he has been through the meal with, 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 with Jesus. Amen. Are you in the house? Yes. Having gone through the sufferings that is required, look, shepherding will bring you to the things or take you through the things Jesus went through. If he's not taking you there, then you're not doing the job well. What are some of the things? You'll be rejected by men. It's part. When you do a good shepherding, you'll be rejected. So one of the things that I, I am coming to admire sometimes a bit about um, the Lighthouse Church, and sometimes with the bishop, is that he's going through some things that hmm, people insult him. Just like, so people haven't brushed their teeth. They just get up and just insult him. <laughs> Uh, and I, I look at I'm like, hey, the man has placed himself in a position to go through all these things. Someday when the glory is coming. Yeah. So you just want you don't want to go through anything, just land in heaven and just go and enjoy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Soft life. Yeah. And that's a Christian. Well, we can't blame these new generations because we, we made the church everywhere comfortable. Very soon you go to church, they will serve you coffee. Coffee, they will serve you coffee. 
קופי, 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 קופי. We small chops and all. Yeah. After we've done that, they want them to go and suffer outside. For what? Oh, be serious. Yeah. Hallelujah. The others who are among you, I what? Among you, I exhort. I who am also a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ and also a partaker of the glory that will be revealed. The next verse. Let's read on. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, really? Don't be afraid. She really, what is it? But willingly, not for dishonest gain, but eagerly. Now remember, at the time Peter was writing this, Peter was going to die. Crucified, upside down, for God. Those days when we talk about these things, Christianity was not popular. It wasn't popular. So when they are talking about these things, they know what they are talking about. It will cost you to shepherd people. That's basically what he's saying. Let's go on. He says, no, as being what? Lords over those entrusted to you, but being what? An example. That's the most difficult thing. See, being an example is almost to say, don't use words. Live it out. Being an example is like, don't use words. Live it out. The question is, if people that you have been given oversight of, if you never use words, would they passionately follow God based on the way you live your life? Would you get a people, remember I said sheep, one of the things about them is that they are prepared for a sacrifice. Would they even look at you will come to a place of laying down their life for God. This is the highest call. Once you start looking at it that way, you realize that the responsibility upon you is not a joke. It's to sacrifice. Be an example. We demand, we, we can easily demand of our sheep what we are not doing. The branch president would call somebody, you go to camp, I'll be there. And that's what we're getting to. Leaders who are getting comfortable with sending people, go, I'll come. Some years ago, I read something, they said, look, fathers eh, who on Sundays will dress, will, will, will insist their children, dress, put them in a car, drive the children to church and drop them at church and go home. It's a very soon. What you're going to have is that your children will be looking forward to the time where they too can just go and drive and go and leave somebody and come back. Meanwhile, the father thinks, oh, in other words, I'm teaching them well to love God by driving them to church. But actually, the, the, the major example you are setting them is that you don't go to church. Once you grow old, once you grow up, you don't have to be at church. Hey, am I making some sense? Yeah. Leaders who will not go through higher waters and say, I'm here. Hey, I am here. I just closed from work, sweating. My tie is even choking me, but I'm here. 
Then when you are demanding sacrifice from them to serve God, it's easy because they've seen it by example. This is where we are missing it. Give me the, the, the previous one. Shepherds the flock of God, which is among you, serving as overseers, not by compulsion, but willingly, not for dishonest gain, but eagerly. I'm looking for example. Is it? No, as being lords who are entrusted to you by being examples to the flock. Peter knew what he was talking about. Because once you are an overseer, the, the, the potential of you or the likelihood more of you telling people to, to do, but you not doing is high. But I said, don't do that. You be that example. Be that example. Hey. Yeah, be an example of sacrifice. How many of your people did you ensure or do you ensure that they show up? See, they say, go to camp. Because cannot go camp. You never ask critical questions. How are you paying for the camp? You and your sheep are on the same level. Obiantu is not there. Making some sense to somebody. I've gone ahead of you. I hope I'm in step with you. Yeah. Find your way there. We'll meet there. You're not a shepherd. You're not leading. And then when you come, you're not here. Now you're calling. Eh, Mumbabi, you are not coming. You. You. (laughs) Eh, Now you're going to give them scriptures and warnings. You are filled as a shepherd. Shepherding, or a sh- the, the function of a shepherd is an expectation for every matured believer. So, like I said, there are characteristics of sheep. And sheep is in their nature. So, in other words... The things that we describe as sheep, we are talking about immature, often one, two, two, two examples, one, non-believers or believers who are not mature, they are babies. Are you with me? So everybody who is not matured is a sheep. But Jesus puts a matured believer over non-matured believers. So when there's a gathering of people, there are two classes, matured or immature. Do you get it? Uh-huh. Now, it is fair that mature people carry heavy responsibility. But I don't think so. It's fair. It's fair. Yeah, we have people who want to pose as mature, but they don't want to carry responsibility. Hey. They want to pose as matured. How do they pose as matured? They'll start putting scriptures to you. They can throw scripture at you, throw scripture and throw scripture at you, throw scripture, but they don't carry any responsibility. Yesterday or three days ago, I was watching a video by uh, Donnie, Donnie McClurkin, where Donnie McClurkin was saying that, he said, look, it's, he, he, he was especially talking about how um, the church was talking about, I think it's the church in America, how they must mature to do the work of the Lord. That you can see that, I, I, I'm paraphrasing, but 
the man is a bit, he was like, it's sad that I have to tell mature believers to do the work for the Lord. In other words, it is implied that once you are matured, maturity comes with responsibility. You can't have a child in your house, I'm matured, how old are you? I'm 17, I'm matured. But you can't even find his way to eat his food in the kitchen. Now, he can't find a glass, mommy. Mommy, I can't find the milo. Mommy, I can't find the sugar. Mommy, I can't find this. Mommy, you're not mature. You're a child. Babe, sh- shake the one and say, which, which one are you? Which one are you? Which one are you? Shake the one and say, which one are you? Which one are you? Are you the mommy, baby, baby, baby ones? Which one are you? Mercy Lord, mercy Lord, mercy Lord, mercy Lord, mercy Lord. Sometimes I get to a place, I get so passionate, I have to cool down. Amen. You have to be, shepherding implies that you are matured. Now, let me also clarify something here. CYI, in our structure, maybe here's a bit of an unconventional non-conformity to the Bible that maybe that's where the challenge is. You see, we call some people into, into the role of oversight, not because you are mature, but because we want you to go to maturity. That is, that is maybe, maybe we should have put a disclaimer there that we are not calling you to say you are mature. Creating room, eh? Creating room. <laughs> it has reminded me of Nana, Nana Banana. Sometimes someone hears some people singing and say, Pastor, this one is creating room. <laughs> This is creating room. This is creating room. Very near talented. Creating room. <laughs> hey, are you in the house? So some people, and, and I've noticed that some people assume that by reason of position they are mature. Number two, some people assume that by reason of years they are mature. And I'm talking about years in human years. That's what they're assuming. And some people are assuming that by reason of status changing, they are mature. That once they get married, (laughs) once I'm married, yeah, I have. So it's like the quickest way to maturity is either you have years or you marry. Marriage, I think marriage is the fastest way. <laughs> so some of you as you are sitting here, when somebody tells you something, you are sticking your head. Who did Chairman Menwari? Chairman Menwari. Chairman Menwari. And see whether you can come and tell me what they're telling me. <laughs> yeah. Wait and let me know whether when I, I come for camp, you give me the food you are giving me. <laughs> you're lying you're lying to yourself. Tell me you're lying to yourself. You're lying to yourself. 
Mature people bear responsibility. Mature people bear responsibility. They bear responsibility. Oftentimes, irrespective of their challenging circumstances, once somebody is mature, they are mature. Some years ago, I don't know how long, but one of the things that God brought to my mind is that, let's see, the one that is an overseer or the leader is the one that knows that if they quit, uh, if you stop, no, there's nobody else again to do what they are supposed to do. I mean, he was saying that, look, he said, the Holy Spirit was asking, don't I go through challenges? <laughs> Obviously, I go through challenges. I said, well, what I carry is more than everybody in the ministry. Everybody. Don't be fooled. Even if you see praise carrying this and sweating more than even I sweat, I carry more than he carries. Because my concerns are more than his concerns. I carry more. But you don't see me going about crying to everybody and giving up. Do you see me doing that? Because I realize that there's nobody else. When I leave it, I'm putting it in the hands of Jesus. There are many times I go to God complaining. I say, God, I'm just complaining that I'm not saying I'm quitting your job. I'm <laughs> I just want to talk. <laughs> But I'm just saying that it's not, you know, and I'm not saying that there's nobody. It's not as if you know, I've raised people today, if I should die, there are other people that can take over. But what I'm saying is that I'm not shedding of my responsibility. You see, the, the reason why there's, most of you are not, or most people don't go to maturity is because they always have somebody else they can give the word to. And some of you in your mind, that's why you always have somebody you can give the responsibility to. After all, if I stop, this one will do. After every I stop, Pastor Rod will look for somebody. It will, somebody will come. Pastor Elton will look for somebody. Somebody will come. And once you think like that, you will never push yourself to your full potential. You will never push yourself to your full potential. For instance, let's say when we had to go to missions. Anyone started, started going to missions. And then I remember I would tell Elton, what is the budget? And Elton mentioned the budget like that. I said, yeah. It wasn't an easy budget. When we began, about 90, I told myself, at least about 70%, I must raise it. Because if I don't do it, there'll be no mission. That's how I grew in, in looking for money. Because I took the responsibility that it must happen. All the missions and things that we are going, we've gone international. I take the, I, I take the responsibility of myself. That it must happen. So either I have to encourage somebody challenge somebody, speak to somebody. I do. That's how, I, that's how you grow. That's what responsibility looks like. But once you can give the responsibility to somebody else, you never mature. You will never mature. I can't ask people. I can't. They are some, somebody else should come and talk. You will never mature. That childish behavior, me and me, you, you stay in it. You, you take it to marriage. Is it, uh, why are you expecting to change? to marriage and very soon you go and quit on your husband. You still go and, soon go and quit on your because you are assuming that somebody else should bear that, not you. That's what you're assuming. Somebody else should bear, bear that. 
when I think about, look, there are many things, there are many sides of the walls of the ministry that is down right now. Things are not the way they are. Sometimes I get overwhelmed and tired and whatever. In my bed, I'll take, maybe I'll take a drink and then I'm in my bed and I'm complaining, I'm crying. After I complain, play some songs that will suit your heart. <laughs> I'm telling you, you get up and what? You move. You move. You move. Go and be an example. If one is discouraged, if, if someone is discouraged, can they look at you and be encouraged? You move. That's the way you're supposed to do. That is the work of a shepherd. That's the work of a leader. An example, that is what it looks like. Am I making some sense, somebody? Yes. Stop giving the responsibility to somebody else. Assume that responsibility. It will change you. When the keyboard plays nice sound, then I'll sing better. My friend, be careful. Yeah. Because, I guess it, because some people feel that, oh, some people will come. They are not here, and the people they are assuming to be here, they are not here. Yeah. You, I'll share with you how, because recently I was talking to one of the leaders, eh? he was telling me, he said, hey, Pastor Lord, I realized that they work at Dorsal. He was telling me, it's not a joke. And I said, look, and it's, 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 it's talking about, that's why we need to raise leaders. I said, look, what you're talking about is a principle we've laid in this ministry a long time ago. The four eyes. Identify, invite, Invest and evolve. but somebody always knows that when they go without investing in somebody, somebody else will do it. Yeah, how we've done shepherding camp years to come, and we still have this number. But this time, we are supposed to be sitting four times or six times this number. Four times or six times this number. But there are leaders who never assume their responsibility. Pastor Otto will do it, Pastor Rod will do it. That's it. Hey, how many some sense? Are you encouraged? <laughs> Shake your neighbor and say, neighbor, there's hope. And the last one, I said, shepherding is a high calling. <laughs> I'm still on the shepherding. The second one, which is the last one, is a shepherd is a lifeguard. A lifeguard determines whether people will live or die. A lifeguard determines whether people will camp what? Lifeguard. Whether people's faith will live or die. I, I believe one of the things that has a, a potential of changing your life, making you a good person, making you a good person, is thinking about the, um, the eternal um, place when it comes to other human beings. Um... If you want to be good, think about people's eternal place. It's like when people die, where would they go to? Think a lot about that. You'll be a good person. Because once you, you come across, you, 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 you come face to face with the brevity of life, how life is short. You, you, you realize, you just start thinking about it. You just start thinking about it. You see that life is very short. You know that only living things die. Non-living things don't die. Living things die. So all of us that are here, oh. When death comes, says, we is looking for us on the chairs. 
It's not a camera. <laughs> Shake your liver and say, when death comes, there's living things he's looking for. <laughs> I just I want to find a, a, a place to 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 hang this. A lifeguard. Look, people are you know in, in African proverb, um, they are going to cross the sea of death. Yeah. Sea or the water is death. That's why sometimes they give them. Sometimes everybody give them some coins and some things. When you go to the river, you can, uh-huh, you, can, you can pay for some transport across the sea of death. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you in the house? Yeah. But for our calling, we can't do much when once the person is dead. As of, no, I said much. I said we can't do anything. We can't do anything. All we can do is when the person is alive. And so, if we will be concerned about people's eternal place, not even just that they are saved, but are they maturing and growing in God, it will change you. Because your concerns for other people brings out your humanity. That's, all, that's the way it is. Once you are concerned about someone, it brings out your humanity. You see that you want to feed them. You want to take care of them. When they are sick, you want to be there for them. But when you live a life non-challenged, you don't care about anybody. You don't care about anybody. Or you live a life and say, Charlie, as for this life, fight for your happiness. Look, this thing, years ago, we started talking about it. Gradually, I realized that it's becoming one of the most devilish people will not, will not believe or do not accept it. I know some of you here, you don't even accept what I'm saying. Some of these statements, they are very devilish. At heart, it is making Christians become selfish and self-centered and become non-usable by, by God. And I'm telling you, the places I'm seeing this thing, everywhere, everywhere, believers are becoming thinker by yourself, thinker by yourself, thinker by yourself. But Jesus thought about you. But Jesus thought about you. But you, there, you want to live by the principle of thinking about yourself. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Shake the one that says, stop that foolishness and think about somebody else. Shake the person that says, stop that foolishness and think about somebody else. Let me think about my happiness. Think about, what was that? What was that? What was that? May the Lord have mercy on us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's put our hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to this message. Hope you've been blessed. For more information and resources, visit any of our social media platforms. The website for the ministry is www.connectcyi.org. Instagram is at ConnectCYI. And Facebook is Christ for Youth International.